Welcome to Quest, a journey to wellness. My name is V, aka Vanessa. I'm a two-spirit human, joy influencer, energy worker, and dad joke connoisseur. All pronouns accepted. And my name is Alina. I use she, her pronouns. I am a cat lady, queer, your empirical evidence bay, and I like to keep it funky, 420, and am often guilty of romanticizing. Come on a quest to find out what wellness really means. You'll hear stories from queer folks and allies who've successfully taken their happiness and well-being into their own hands by examining what they have found helpful along the way. If you're curious about wellness, this is our open platform for queer stories, interesting science, and other folks' alternative wellness practices. QUEST is an acronym, Q for queers, sharing wellness experiences. U, understanding, understanding the past, present, and future, and how that impacts our wellness. E, education, the source, evidence, and resources behind the truths. S is for storytelling, powerful and courageous stories from our community leaders and more. The T is for transformation, because self-discovery and care is a lifelong journey. We hope this podcast brings you joy where you'll learn, laugh, heal, and grow. Welcome back, Queer Kittens, and for those of you just joining us, you're welcome as well. Today, we're going to be diving into a very fun topic, play. I can't wait to dive into this topic. It's a fun one. Also, I'm Alina. I'm here with my awesome cousin and comrade, V. Yeah, I guess to kind of kick off the, the play conversation, I was just talking to my, my friends about, oh God, this is super nerdy, but I sent them like a chess meme. I thought it was really funny. It made me realize how important it is there. I'm in like an early stage of like a romantic relationship or even like a friendship. I want to get into some like situations of play, like whether we're playing like Moncala or we're playing Smash Brothers or whatever, you know, like whatever the situation of play is, I want to see what they're like and <laughs> how they behave and you know what are their goals are they like do they love to win are they like more of a playful play type of person what do you love to see in situations of play what are the green lights and then what are some red flags like some not good conduct during these play situations well, that's easy. Mario Kart is a good way to show me some red flags and green flags. <laughs> you know, when you yell and you smash talking back and get forth. Into you it. Know, get into it. You mm-hmm. know, you want to win. But those people who, like, throw the controller down on the floor, walk out. <laughs> the throwing the controller. Yeah, that is a big red flag. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, man, we're just having fun. Yes. Okay. That's, that's a good one. And also the, like the way trash talk is done, I think is another good one to keep note of. Cause like some people are cute about it and they can be a little flirty in how they like to, you know, trash talk or like challenge each other. And then some people are like, Ouch. Okay. Don't say that though. Like, I feel like I actually lost right now, like taking it too far, but I love that. Yeah, and then there's those that don't even join in on the game. The ones who sit out. They don't want to play. 
that is a that's another red flag. <laughs> You're gonna opt to not play. Who does that? That's like um, recently I went to High Road Day in Oakland with my like spiritual sensei. He's been a little you know tense with everything going on in his life, and there was a lot of rappers and artists there that reminded him of the music that he would just get down and dance to when he was like 14, like before I was born <laughs> and before we were born. And these artists were out there just singing all these songs that reminded him of when he was a kid. And he was just getting down, dancing, just having a good time and letting loose. And he was like, I really needed this. I needed to remember what it was to feel alive again. Wow. That's amazing. I don't know for you, but play for me, like, I feel like it needs to follow three stages of who I am. And like the child needs to enjoy it, the adolescent needs to enjoy it, and the adult needs to enjoy it. And they all just need to just, yeah, this is fun. Not, you're an adult, don't do that. Or don't act like a kid. Like erasing all of that and just be like, yo, mm -hmm. this is fun. Yeah, it's interesting the way play can kind of be isolated into these sort of like, periods of time, I guess, like arbitrarily, but yeah, to really think about are all aspects of myself feeling nourished right now? Like, do I, you know, am I enjoying this on all levels? That's truly something special. There's definitely instances where it's, this is fun in a particular kind of way. I can enjoy it for that and like have gratitude for it. But yeah, when you can like kind of be in those like places where that convergence of like all types, feel satisfied, that's a truly special moment. Yeah, just like this episode today, we're going to be chatting with a DJ and a ex-stripper gone comedian. So there's a lot of aspects of play. Experts at creating special moments. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> This episode is going to be all about play. And what brought us to cover this topic is, just as we explored in the previous two episodes, our community is really vital to our wellness. That was sort of the gateway into exploring these topics. And that was something that was really important to our team to explore. But something we kept hearing from the community, both at SOU and after, SOU is Some of Us Fest, this queer wellness festival that we got the good fortune to attend earlier this spring. So something that kept coming up at this festival was the notion of play. And I'm really excited to explore that with y'all. I think what we'll find is that there's quite a bit of layers, despite, you know, maybe it's not something you think about a lot. I personally notice in my coming of age that like situations of play get more and more narrow and I would rely on situations of play to happen at like family holidays and they would be just so incredibly lit because the older you get those are like the only times you're like playing a game with people. <laughs> so yeah that's what we'll be exploring in this episode and yeah the community has spoken we want play. Definitely what is what does play mean to you? Ooh. Play to me is like the antithesis of work. Work feels a certain way and it, it could be very rewarding. And I think folks should engage in that kind of stuff in life. But 
I don't know. It just, it has a different vibe and yet is so incredibly productive. Maybe even sometimes outsizing work <laughs> at times. I feel like you could be more productive at work if plays included. You can bring your best self forward because you've had some play so you're not so wound up. Yeah, the, that spectrum between the two is like a fascinating one. I think that that also, you know, ties in quite nicely into how people play and how they engage in play. That's always a, a fascinating one. It's just like, how do you play? Yeah. <laughs> What's your play like? <laughs> yeah, because as an adult, like people are like, oh, playing's for kids. And you're like, no, no, it's for everyone. Right. We got like coloring books and a switch and some old records that we'll play and just dance around in the living room. Simple things like that. Dance as a form of play, I think, is a, a really important. And I think, you know, especially as we explore other topics of like intimacy, particularly from the lens of post-SOU, you know, we start to realize a lot of construction's been placed upon like what play could look like in a lot of instances. And it can feel like a game with a goal and there's rules and whatnot. But that looseness, it's really just engaging in something that is not that doesn't have a really huge consequence on on your life. But then by that logic, is basketball not a game then? Because, you know, <laughs> shit's on the line, I guess, for these, for these rings. What about around the world? <laughs> what about championships? What about around the world? Yeah, you can keep it fun. <laughs> doesn't have to be for championships. When we were kids, we would invent games, rando games, you know, and I feel like that creativity of just following joy and creating it however, wherever you can, like, that's what we forgot as adults. Yeah. And that's like the ultimate form of play, like just <laughs> inventing <Yeah>. what the game is. <laughs> what are we playing? <laughs> So I'm super excited. Today, we are going to be having two awesome interviews. One is with DJ CLA, who's an international DJ based in Las Vegas, who found sound healing. So not only is she healing people on the dance floor, she's healing people through sound. We are also talking to Jack Francis, aka Jack the Stripper, who has an interesting story and we got to interview her at SOU and it's amazing stripper gone comedian but let me tell you how I met her and how we got into interviewing her I met her at SOU during the summer and she just had a unique energy with just like a zest for life and she was just embodying her inner child through all of this like turmoil she was talking about but she had such a big smile and just so much excitement towards life. I was like, me and my partner were like, we need to interview her. This is where it's at. As she's sitting there with this little miniature, when I say miniature, it's like the, the paintbrush was the size of probably my fingertip, painting on these little postcards and handing them out to people and saying, paint whatever you want to paint and I will mail it to whoever. And it was really fun. I never actually got to meet Jack the Stripper, 
But you know what's funny? I don't know if you remember me texting y'all. I saw her car. It was like Jacques the Stripper and it had her Instagram on it. And somebody in like our production crew noticed it. They're like, Jack the Stripper, like divorced in paradise. That sounds tight. And I was like, wait, I, I know this person. <laughs> yeah, very weird <laughs> and cool and awesome. <laughs> oh, yeah. And super awesome. My partner, Rafael Landestoy, associate producer. She was part of the interview with Jack the Stripper. So if you hear a voice that you're not familiar with, that's her. Without further ado, here's Jack the Stripper. Hi, I'm Jack Francis. Some people know me as Jack the Stripper. I'm an artist, a comedian, an Aquarius, and recently divorced. And I'm so happy to be here. So our podcast is on wellness. When you think of wellness, are there like one words or phrases or things that come up for you that come to mind? You're like wellness or for an example, for me, I'm like wellness. I'm like, ooh, community. Play. Yeah. Can we ask why? Play is really important to me. I think I, when I center play, it only yields abundance. You know, when I like last night, I had my fanny pack stuffed with stuff and I had my phone in there. I haven't used it all weekend, but I was like, I need a flashlight. And, and I had all these stickers to promote my tour. And I'm like, and then I was like, why is this fanny pack so fucking heavy? And then I was like, you know what? Maybe I just need to put work down. I took out most of the stickers. I took out my phone. And then my fanny pack was chilling. And I had so much fun. Like, it's important to put work down and to just go play. Yeah. It's just more important. You have to, and, and I, and that's, I don't know. That's it. It's more important than work. <laughs> yeah. My next question is, what was your aha moment that made you realize how important play is? I think I've always been, like, I was a, I was a camp counselor when I was, like, a teenager. And then I was a stripper for 10 years. So I've actually, my work has always been to show people how to have a good time. And now as an artist, and now I, and I you know, and I lead art camp, which is just play. I don't know, I just see that, how essential it is. It's just who I am. I'm pretty, like connected to my inner child, I think. I really like to just have a good time. And I always just sort of knew that my calling was to show other people how to have a good time. My sister, who's like a Virgo, like she asked me one time, she was like, how do you even exist? She thought, she thinks, she like, you know, big sister shit. She, and she's a Virgo, right? She didn't say you're useless, but she was just dumbfounded at like the energy I would bring to a space because I wouldn't like do the dishes at the campsite and shit. You know, like I'm not... I'm not helpful in ways that a Virgo might think is helpful. But she told me, she was like, but you always tell me to like go off the jump. Like we're snowboarders, you know? And I'm always like, I'm always waving her to like go and try the risky thing and just fucking wing it and try it. And she's like, you're good for me. You know, you're good for me to, you show me just like what's fun and like to have an adventure. And I think it's taken me time to really accept that that is actually such a gift to share my thrill for adventure with other people and to invite them along and let them know it's safe. And that's enough. That is a beautiful contribution. And I think that's one of my lessons is like, is this enough? Because I'm always thinking that like, I'm not doing enough, I'm not good enough. You don't have to be the best. You just have to be the most memorable. <laughs> Here's a little thing that we like to do because you said you just mentioned something. Do you feel comfortable saying out like out loud, like I am enough? I am enough. Oh. How did that feel? So great. <laughs> so great. 
I think the one question I would say would fit in well would be what resources do you use in your life to create wellness? I use paint, my little watercolor set that you're painting with right now. I do a lot of watercolor right now. I paint on postcards because they're just small and they travel well and it's art I can't hold on to. I make it and I send it into the mail because I'm transient right now. I don't have to fix a dress, so I can't, I can't, uh, I need to create art, but I used to always create tangible objects that I would like hoard. And now it's about making things that I can release so that I don't have to hold on to it. Uh, I also really like astrology. I use the Chani app. I'm a subscriber to Chani Nicholas. She's fucking cool. I really like the meditations, the journal prompts. So that's a nice wellness thing. And water. I need to swim. I need to have a bath. I need to be in water. I'm going to go for a skinny dip. Yeah. Double Aquarius Cancer Rise. I'm a mermaid from outer space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And are there any uh, alternative ways that bring you some peace? Like plant medicine? Yeah, talk with a lot of plant medicines. I've had a couple of them. I I use a lot of cannabis for creativity and anti-anxiety and joy (laughs) and sharing. I like um, mushrooms. I've, I've communed with ayahuasca. A number of times and a bunch of other um, fun things. This California heat is strong. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and like it's too I was like, I I'm a I'm a heavy hitter, but like not California heavy hitter. So I've been just smoking my little mountain weed from my uncle and really enjoying it. Yeah, and just the nice teachings of like knowing where that medicine came from. Yeah. Yeah. Like you call it medicine. Yeah. It is. I really started calling it medicine when I realized that I, my like anxiety was becoming more acute. You know, I went through a really big life change. You know, going through divorce is really intense, and you know, it's it's really common to go through it. And I'm also like, I want to take the sting out of divorce. It's just part of life for a lot of people. Yeah, you're you're blooming it. Yeah. Yo, thank you, Tina Turner. You showed me the chanting. Chanting is like a way to get out of a bad situation. And her, and her, oh, it's so good. And like her chant, the lotus chant of like the thicker the mud, the more beautiful the blossom. You know, and I just fucking love her. Yeah. Tina. If you could tell your, your younger self one thing, what would it have been? I tell my younger self this every day, which is, it's okay, Jack. It's okay. Whatever I'm like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. Like, oh, I totally interrupted that conversation. And I'm just like, it's okay, Jen. It's okay. I'm always like dissing. I'm not dissing. I'm just criticizing. I'm hard on myself. I'm really hard on myself. And I just constantly have to tell myself that it, it's okay. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, wow. Jack the Stripper. What a human being. I just want to mention something that stood out. Her whole being. She caught me with bubbles. <laughs> I just have the biggest smile on my face and I'm thinking about her energy and just who she is and what she brings to the room. It's, you got to experience it for yourself. Real quick, she caught you with bubbles and that is delightful. Can we glossary? What, what do you mean by that? She had this little tiny vial of bubbles and was blowing bubbles. Oh, she physically had <laughs> some bubbles there. I, that's funny. That's even funnier. I was like, oh, that's a cute turn of phrase. Like, she caught me with bubbles. <laughs> <Those> literal <laughs> bubbles. 
That is so funny. I love it. I love that she's able to like bring comedy and enjoy into this conversation here, even as it's just the two of us. My queer kittens, we are super excited to have on this episode DJ CLA, aka Carla, and she uses she, her pronouns. She's a superstar DJ spinning at some of the top grossing nightclubs on the Las Vegas Strip. She happily calls her turntables her office. She is also a health and wellness advocate and just a genuine badass. Carla, thanks so much for being here today with us and sharing your quest to wellness. Thank you guys for having me. I am honored to be here. (laughs) I've been wanting to ask since you said it. We were talking in the pre-interview and I was complimenting how youthful you look. When we were discussing how many years of DJing that you've done and you're like, I have to think wellness. Thanks. Can you talk a little bit more about that wellness kick of like, what's keeping you looking this young? Uh, Asian (laughs) jeans. (laughs) just kidding grateful for that looking young regardless of uh, what culture you're born in is the overall wellness and health of yourself not just the outside but internal everything comes from within and it will come out diseases that manifest in your body isn't doesn't just happen all of a sudden oh my god yeah, like I got have cancer or I have high blood sugar or whatever. It didn't just all of a sudden, right? We don't pay attention to our inner world or even seeing our, or imagine if everybody could walk around and see our insides, our organs. Would you make the decisions that you do? Would you eat the foods that you do? Would you smoke? Would you drink? Would you do all this other stuff? If you saw really how your liver looked like, how your lungs look like, how all these things look like within, we don't see that. So out of sight, out of mind, right? So again, like I said, we think we're invisible, invincible. Nothing's going to happen to us until later in life when our body is every single day, every single second, every single minute, like our body is deteriorating, right? It's not going backwards. We can't escape the fact that we're all going to have an expiration date. I did my thing. I did my time. I've had my hard party nights. I've yes, yeah, stayed out late or the sun comes up. I've done substances and Also, your mind, mental health has been around, but it hasn't really been highlighted right until pandemic. And there was just so much on top of that already was so much, right? Because we're all have to be, we're all isolated. We all had to stay in. We couldn't escape and go to our friends or go to our family or go out. I'm an only child, so I've been alone my whole life. Being in Vegas and being around people and being around friends, it's like, Those are like my family in ways, but, or being around just people, you know, and not really like going within myself and really knowing myself. And when I say that, it's like mentally, if you don't know yourself or you're not listening to your voice and you're listening to outside voice, voices, and you stress yourself out and you get anxiety and that too also transmutes into the outside Like meaning so, so much stress makes somebody look older on the outside, right? You're stressing about a lot of things, work, finances, relationships, whatever it is, right? So that too came into play into my life that, damn, like, 
yeah, maybe that's why I also look young is that things that I used to stress on in my 20s, I don't stress so much. It's not such a big deal later on in life. You realize that the food that I put in my body, moving my body, it's not just about drinking, getting fucked up, having a hangover the next day and then doing it again, a repeat cycle. And being in Vegas compared to being in California, like seven days a week, 24 hours a day, you could drink yourself to death if you want to here. There's no stopping. It's not like California where it's like last call, 1.30, done at two, can't go to the liquor store and buy liquor if you're out. You know, you're partying Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. People like while out on the weekends, right? Yeah, that was like one of the things coming to Vegas that was just, I guess if you don't know how to balance that, you could get lost in this world because you're inundated with just so much noise, so much distraction. Would you just be saying that you're out of that? Like, have you quit? I am on a break. <laughs> i telling people I'm giving my liver a break. I don't consider myself an alcoholic in that way. So it's not, oh, I'm like sober and I'm living this sober life. I'm not perfect. Sometimes we need a break. And there's friends in this industry that are like, dude, that's dope. I did it for three months. I did it for a month. I did it for a year. I did it for a year and a half. The people who've done that understand because not until you live here in this city that you understand like, holy shit, like you need to take a step back. Too much of something is not good. And not until it was end of 2016, beginning of 2017, I went through this really, really hard breakup. I've been through heartbreaks before, but this one was just like really, really low that I didn't, it would just rip me. During that time, I was like, Carla, like this is a cycle. Like I hate this feeling. It's the worst. This feels 10 times worse than other heartbreaks. I could have done the same thing I used to do when I'd hurt and be in pain. Go out with my friends and get fucked up and numb and numb and numb and just numb all the days until one day just doesn't hurt as much anymore. That's what we do because we don't want to face the pain. How can we distract ourselves from that pain? But at that time, I was just so freaking tired of feeling that way that like, I was like, okay, I am going to redirect my energy into something else that will give me back more positive results than drinking my way out of this heartbreak. The beginning was January, 2017. I decided like, okay, do something different to get a new result. Don't drink. And that's hard. And a lot of people think that, dang, how do you do that? You're a DJ. You live in Las Vegas. That's so hard. Yes, it's freaking hard. But I needed to do something out of my element in order to get a new result. I was just like, okay, one day at a time, one week at a time. It was hard. It's definitely hard. It was, Maybe like the first three months was like that hump of trying to get over that, not wanting to drink or have a shot or people automatically just come up to you as a DJ and hand you a shot because it's all oh, just a thank you to be like, thanks for getting me and my family in or thanks for getting me and my friends in or they know the kind of liquor I like, whether it's a sh yeah, shot of tequila automatically, you know what I mean? And like, you want to be like, oh, thank you. You know what I mean? I take it. You want to be rude. That's why I say it was hard because people didn't know I wasn't, I wanted to not drink, but 
yeah, one week became a two to three, then one month, two months, three months. And then I was like, you know what? I, I didn't have an end goal. It was just like week to week. Then all of a sudden it was like 11 months. Holy crap, like almost a year, you know? And during that time too, I delved deep into yoga. I became a yogi. I didn't know I was going to fall in love with yoga. I got into meditation. That's the year that like me and one of my good friends who I call my soul sister, we ended up going to LA to get certified to be a sound healer. That's when sound healing started, 2017. A lot of things of wellness and spirituality came within my life action-wise. I started my inner work when I was 29 going into 30 because of my friend giving me this one book that popped it off. But not until later on, this was in my, I want to say mid-30s, that I got into like more, okay, it's not just about reading books. Yeah, I understand this. There's a difference between understanding things and applying them. Yeah, you can understand stuff and you know, yes, I know this is good for me. And I know meditation is good for me. I know I should eat like this. I get it. But then you're still doing your old habits. You have to really apply yourself to really understand like, yeah, this is the like a way. Is it good for you or is it not? Go a different path. But yeah, when I went back to, back to drinking, it wasn't like how I was before. It was more like, okay, I could drink, but not drink to get fucked up. You know what I mean? Not how it was in the past. That was the goal. Let's get fucked up. It's like, I can enjoy a drink and learning too, that like what you put in your body, even with food, like people eat something and they feel guilty. That's not a way to eat. When you be mindful of that, when you eat something, you feel guilty. How is it? It's going to digest. It's a guilt and it's going to digest the wrong way in your body. If you eat something and you eat that piece of cake or that slice of pizza, you like, this is amazing. You know, it's going to digest a better way. Learning that. So when I took that drink, that like, yo, yeah, I don't feel bad about this. I chose to do this. Nobody forced it in my mouth. Nobody told me that I suck because I'm not drinking. That was one of the things that I was just, one of my concerns was that people are going to like make me feel guilty that I'm not drinking, especially being in Vegas in the club. Like, why are you not drinking? 99.9% .9 of my friends were so supportive. That point one, that one person was like, man, I miss the like drunk Carla. But it's because they were just still in that zone of getting fucked up. When you're in this particular vibration, this low vibration, you want people in that low vibration. So you want to share that. And I just wasn't there. But I just love the fact that I have great friends around me to support me in that way. So that helped. That's so rad. And it's cool to know that like the community was way supportive and like totally understood what you were going for. And I don't know, also just like listening to the cycles of your body, right? You know, you mentioned getting into yoga, getting to med meditation, becoming a certified sound healer, even like eating mindfully, right? Like not putting a bunch of guilt in there while you're just to be able to digest and enjoy yourself. Are there any other things that you've started trying out or you found helpful in this journey to wellness? Yeah, I think along with that, like mind is powerful, right? Your thoughts. So what also helped me in my journey is I followed a lot of people that I gravitated to. I listened to Abraham Hicks. I listened to Louise Hay, Dr. Wayne Dyer. 
I go on YouTube and watch interviews. I follow certain people that, I, again, I relate to or whatever it is during that moment of my time that whatever messages I needed to hear. Jay Shetty, he's like more modern now for people to like really absorb his like content. Lewis Howes, Aubrey Marcus. There's like a list of people that like, or books that I've read. If friends or people who are open, like, or I feel like, hey, I was at that moment where you're at, like, this is what helped me. Not to say that it's like the answer to everything, but hey, this is a stepping stone or a doorway for you to open up to. A lot of things made me break my habits because we are from the moment we are born when we're younger, we are programmed and trained a particular way and we don't even know it. And it isn't from old tradition and our parents and parents, their parents, generational trauma, man, like it's rough. I wish I would went hard into my work early in my 20s. I can't wish that this is my journey, but like where I'm at and like the years that I've been like doing the same things, it's like, it takes some time remembering practices that I would do that will help me. Like it has helped me. It's just a day by day process. I think all the way up until your last breath, it's a day to day. Yeah, it's a continual journey for sure. You know, I do energy healing with friends. I've done it through the past. I, yeah, luckily I have friends who are energy healers, pull cards. I've been pulling cards again lately. I used to do that before, like for myself got this self-love deck. I got this self-care deck. Just what do I need today that I need to like really focus on? Like how you start your day. It's that's important. Those practices as a reminder to myself, because of if I'm in a low state or am I not feeling good that day, it's rough and I get it. I get it. You don't want to get out of bed certain days. You just don't feel like doing anything. I'm like, dude, the small stuff, just small, like, brushing your teeth or getting up and let's just uh, opening the blinds or whatever, getting like sunlight or just light that is important for our bodies that we don't even know. We'll definitely link each of those authors and resources you mentioned in the show notes so folks can check those out too. You also mentioned something about how do I get to that next level sober? How do you know when you're like in your element? What does that feel like? Sober, not sober, like it could be through lines, yeah. they could be contrast, but I'm, yeah, I would just love to hear about that. When I DJ, I feel like I'm in my, it's a nonverbal communication when you DJ. That's how I feel with music because it's, I'm a sound healer in a way. I make people move and I make them happy for that many hours of a night. And I'm part of that moment in their life that makes me happy to know that they're happy with what I'm playing or how I'm playing. When I feel like I'm in my element, it's just that connection with that person or those people. It's just this flow state. Because there are times when it feels like the, it's like pulling teeth, man. The It's so hard to move the crowd. It's not easy. Every crowd is different, especially here in Las Vegas where people come from all around the world. It's not like I'm DJing in LA or New York or a certain city where it's the local crowd. Here in Vegas, you are dealing with international, local, whatever it is, like people from different countries. Yeah. And you are maneuvering young people, older people. Like when I'm in my element, I could grab them with the songs that I play. It's just, it's just this light feeling of, yo, I got them. 
I don't have to try. I'm not figuring out in my head like, oh my God, what am I, which way am I going to go? Where am I going to take this? I am in a way like a puppet master. I could move them different ways and they don't even know about it. And that's what a great DJ does. You control, you crowd control, you know how to crowd control. It's not about being hyped. 100% of the time. You got to bring them down, you know, up, down, up, down. Like you got to have them take us on a ride. Going to work and knowing that like you're whole and centered within yourself. Because I know, and I've gone through gigs where I've gotten a fight with my partner or I'm feeling shitty and I don't want to be in front of the crowd. It's hard. It's really hard to put a mask on when you want to just break down because an hour ago, you're like crying. You're like yelling back and forth. And then to be like, oh, God, I got to be happy and move this, these people because they're here to have a good time. And we're just on a different level. That's the thing. Being good outside of work, especially in a customer service kind of field, right? Or working with in front of people. I'm not working in a cubicle at a desk by myself on a computer. I have to deal with people. As you, you know, get older and understand like wellness is important to like what you eat and how you feel. Did you get enough rest? I love taking naps as I get older. I never thought that I love taking naps, but naps are important. Like sleep's important to me before it wasn't. I could go to the pool party, go to the club, go to after hours and then bounce back and do it again at noon. I can't do that no more, man. I get that. I totally get that. I'm a total napper now. Right. I know what it means, but I don't think that a lot of our listeners know what it means. I would, so I want to glossary the moment you said pulling cards. I got this affirmation deck of self-love every day in the morning. Now I shuffle it and whether it says I love myself fully today, you know what I mean? I forgive myself. Like those are the just positive messages that you want to start your day with because that like space right before going to sleep and the space right getting up, they say is so important, like your brain waves on the messages that you put in, right? What do people do every morning when they wake up, reach for their phone, who messaged me or reach for their phone, go on an app and you're inundating your brain with messages that you didn't form yourself. It's outside stuff, right? It's all about outside stuff that people want to like get that information set. And that's not healthy for our brain. That's why mental health is just like yeah, definitely. deteriorating as well too, because it's all these outside messages. I got this self-love deck and this self-care deck and the self-care deck is more like, what should I do today that I need to focus on? Meditate, sound healing. Yeah. I have a, I have a gratitude deck. I need to be thankful for something. What do I have to be thankful for today? And yeah. Through that's like, really good. Jay Shetty, which is one of the guys that I follow, he was a monk for three years and he said, monk life, it's like sensory heightened. So monks in the, in the morning, it's about what you, he said, see, smell, and hear. Obviously they're in nature. So they, they hear like a, I don't know, waterfall or the birds and what they smell is also important. And what they see. So with me, with seeing, for me, instead of looking at my phone and seeing who messaged me while I was sleeping, I'm trying to change that and be like, okay, don't look at my phone first thing in the morning. Go to this. I have it next to my bed. So when the easy for me to turn over and grab and shuffle it and see what message I need that morning. 
That's wonderful. Smelling, you know, I'm into essential oils. So I got my essential oils again and I have a eucalyptus essential oil. It's the smell that will wake me up and that feels calming to me. It could be whatever oil that anybody feels is good for them. And then hearing. So with hearing, I use this app called Insight Timer. It's a meditation app. I put on this meditation of chanting or whatever it is I feel that day. And I know people who don't meditate. I can't meditate. I can't stop my mind. I don't know how, you know, you need to meditate more than because that is to me a non-negotiable. And for your soul, it's like hygiene for your soul. 100%. You're not going to go out the house not brushing your teeth for a week or not showering or taking a shit or peeing. Like you need to do that for your body because you're going to get sick, mm-hmm. right? Or your smell is not going to be good for anybody next to you. Yeah. So you have to do practices for your soul as well. So that's just like a shower for your soul meditation. And it's not about stopping your mind because our mind is always going to go. That's what our brain is meant to do is to create thoughts and think. Just like our heart is meant to beat, right? You're not going to be like, all right, heart, stop for 30 minutes because I said so. (laughs) It's just going to keep beating, right? So our mind, it's being an observer of your thoughts. It's taking a step back because as human beings, we are reactors. So learning how to observe instead of react is the practice of the meditation. Because then when you meditate, then you go about doing your day, shit's going to happen. Somebody's going to cut you off. There's going to be traffic. Your partner's like this, going to say something you don't like. Your mom or dad's going to say something you don't like. Whatever. People are going to be rude, but it's how you react to that. That's where the power is at. Yeah. That's before you started meditating. Yeah. Because then you're, you're setting your, your mind up and your, your, your day up to be like, okay, I got this. It's a practice though. Like it's not everything. Meditation in the morning is important. Even if it's five minutes and you're a beginner, five minutes focusing on your breath or going on YouTube and doing a guided meditation because you don't don't know how to do it, you're still meditating. Everyone's an amazing meditator. They just don't know it. Oh, yeah. They just think that they aren't, right? Yeah, I do it when I wash dishes. Perfect. (laughs) That's mindful meditation. Yeah, it's really interesting. Just because being present. Yeah, That's just what it is, is being present because our mind goes crazy. We live in the past or we live in the future. And that's what gives us anxiety. That's where anxiety lives. I've been hella eager. I've been wanting to know, like, to ask you about your first sound bath experience because I've been really excited, like, knowing that you do that. I've always wanted to go to a sound bath. Like, I create my own sound baths with take a bath and have YouTube on, but to actually, like, go to an experience. I didn't really know about it until I used to go to this intuitive. I would go to her, I don't know, like every other week. And she invited me to this sound healing. I just went because I was open during that time to being like, I'm just open. I think also it was 2017 too. There was a thing where I was like, you know what? I'm going to say yes to things that I'm afraid of or scared of, or I would say no to. So that was one of the things. I just wasn't familiar with it. I could have easily, my old self would have been like, nah, I'm not going to go. But since it was something uncomfortable and like new and weird or whatever the heck I was feeling, I was like, okay, I'm just going to do it because I wanted to do something different. So I went and I didn't know what to expect. And all it was, was just lying down. 
she played her bowls and I remember going in and out like I was there and I wasn't I was there and I wasn't and then I didn't it didn't feel like an hour I don't know it felt real short and then I know I woke up and she asked me like our experiences and I was like I was in and out and she was just like I felt it obviously she's an intuitive so she understands energy and I wanted to learn about it so learning about sound healing and understanding that we are energy just because you see something physical and we're bones if you break all of us down we're just moving molecules and energy and water and people who understand chakras it gets affected by energy if your energy isn't aligned again why i say we also need to meditate is that we engulf ourselves in a lot of energy outside of you whether you deal with your parents your siblings your partners, strangers, we're engulfing in energy every day. People don't understand that we're crossing and intertwining our energies. And if somebody has having a bad day, what happens? It affects you, right? You're like, oh, like that's energy. You can't explain it, but that's energy. And clearing that energy with sound healing, that vibrational healing that we don't understand that we need as well, because Things that happen in our life, it's lodged, emotions are lodged into our body. And sound healing, going to a sound bath, not saying it's an answer to everything, but it helps move that energy in your body, right? Say for me, like I've gotten hurt so much in the past relationship-wise. So say my heart chakra is closed and it's blocked and I can't open my heart to the next person or to anybody because... I'm just scared that I'm just going to get hurt. People are going to hurt me all the time. This is a form of healing, energetic healing, sound bath. It might not stop somebody else from hurting you, but it'll help move that energy within a certain chakra that is for your self-love or power or your throat chakra. It's so hard for you to speak your truth. That bowl helps with moving that energy. Your third eye, like I can't see anything. I'm clouded. I don't, I don't understand. Your crown, like getting messages within. That's what it is. Well, I don't know if you've heard of that Japanese researcher, Dr. Amoto or something. He did this study. And I don't know if you heard the study where he spoke to water. Yeah. He spoke to water and you can do it even with plants. Good things and bad things. I love you. I think you're amazing. You play good music. And then you speak to uh, like plants and you're like, you're shitty. I hate you. You're ugly. And you play heavy metal or just like music that is just so like piercing to the ear. What happens, right? Like one grows and one deteriorates. So that's what that Japanese doctor did with water. He did that with water. He froze it, then looked at the molecules, and one was just amazing shapes that were just like, mm-hmm. with like snowflakes, right? Like perfect shapes. Distorted. The others were just distorted. Dr. Masaru Emoto. Yeah, there you go. I just forgot his first name. Yes, good job. So yeah, that's how I feel with sound and healing. It's a vibration, and every bowl is, has a particular hertz. And each hertz helps heal particular things. Each bowl, and you'll see the bowls from small to big, and they all connect to each chakra. We are 80% water. Yeah. And I was going to say that. So 
there you go. <laughs> like sound baths are important. And again, it is more popular nowadays and people are realizing it does help along with disease and certain diseases and helps with anxiety or insomnia or whatever it is. Not to say that it's the prescription it's to medicine. like, heal. it's a tool. Yeah. It's like a part of it. And, and you said you're certified in it? Yeah, me and my friend went to LA to this one known sound healer and she taught us and we learned the different sound healing instruments and she also worked in the nightlife industry and that's why one of our goals was bringing that here in Las Vegas because our friends in nightlife were around all this energy and we wanted to introduce it to our friends here. So how do you introduce it? Can you like kind of walk us through how you sneak you know, it in You know, like there? with us. Get your clients. There's really no way to sneak it in. It's just, hey guys, like we do sound healing. There's no like calculated way to do it. It's like, yeah, it's for you or it's not. You know what I mean? I'm not going to force somebody That's to right. do something if they're not ready. We have an Instagram. It's called Vibe with Connect because we call ourselves Connect because it's all about connection and connecting. And we believe in that. We started and we did different sound baths, but obviously because of COVID, it stopped us with doing that. And then we started back up again and we have a studio that our friends lets us use. And we just started doing it once a month. So that's our way getting back into that. And we've been wanting to do that. We want to take it everywhere. We want to travel with it. Everyone needs to be introduced to this kind of healing. We all need that energetic healing. We think about the outside of us because that's what we see. Our feelings, our emotions are that inside part of us that also need that centering. It gets off-centered because of other people. We get affected by other people, whether we like it or not. Not just people, but what we watch on TV, what we listen to. Are you binge-watching Netflix for hours, watching shows that are not your real life because you don't want to face your real life? Those are the questions you ask yourself as you become older and realize, dang, things that I'm doing in my life is not working or these constant things are always happening. I'm always getting the same results. Yeah. Speaking of questions, we've got one question left. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Now where you're at in your life, if you could describe wellness in one word or one phrase, what would it be? The word that comes in my mind or is or the two words is alignment within, because it's not about the outside and of yourself. And as I get older, I know it's about the world within, because when you're in alignment within yourself, things outside of you are going to just, ha you can't control things outside of you. You could just control within and it's not going to be like world war three, like the world's crumbling down. Like before you'll be able to handle other things outside of yourself in a better way. I like, I like to believe that it, when you're aligned within, the body follows. Yeah, definitely. You got it. Yeah. Also, we got to let our listeners know how they can follow you. At DJ CLA, all across the board. All right. Thank you. Appreciate you. Thank you, guys. This was fun. <laughs> what an amazing, amazing human. I could not get enough. DJ CLA has me ready to get on a plane, going to Las Vegas, and get some sound healing done. 
I don't know about you, but I'm ready. I'm ready for a DJ CLA party as well. That sounds first rate. Absolutely down. Yes, yes. Thank you all so much for listening to Quest and to Jack the Stripper and DJ CLA for sharing their play practices. Awesome humans, awesome words, awesome energy. Yes, truly, if y'all have made it this far into the episode, thank you, thank you, thank you from the bottom of our hearts for listening to this whole thing. We don't have a set amount time defined per episode. It's really whatever the subject matter warrants and requires. And, you know, we just want to do right by our guests and actually explore these topics. Each and every listener means so much to us. And we hope that some of this could somehow help you play. And coming up, we will be interviewing some really awesome folks as well as talking to our lovely team about decolonizing your life, which can be especially tricky during this season. So check that out in our upcoming episode. We have so much more to explore and share with you on our podcast, and we hope you follow us in our quest to wellness. Tap that follow or subscribe button to get every episode as soon as it's released. And we'd love to get your feedback also. So if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, leave us a rating and review. It only takes 30 seconds, but this really helps us to know what resonates and how we can help you. All right. Goodbye, she's, he's, they's, gays, and allies. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> This podcast was produced in collaboration by Kanoko Chocolates and Puka Puka Creative. Executive producers, Stevie Kwa and Corey Houston. Producer, writer, editor, and sound designer, the amazing Leah Jackson. And associate producer, Rafaela Landestoy. Original music was produced by Basque. He is an amazing musician, and he's also our cousin, third amigo. Let's go. Boo, 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 boo. And we can't forget the emotional support by Frankie, Ruby, the Braithwaite Kittens, Meow. and Pukalani. If you joined us for, you know, the first couple episodes, you'd know that, you know, we... I'm going to retake that. That sounds so snobby. I have like a snob filter on my words today. I like everything I'm saying. I'm like, damn, I sounded, that was rough. Like <laughs> that was not how it sounded in my head. Okay. Yeah, I, I liked it. <laughs> Thank you. It was like, if you had listened to the first two episodes, you'd know. <laughs> Tell them. Tell them. It made me feel like, oh shit, what I missed. <laughs>